Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, we are continuing our series, Relationship Goals, where we'll talk about friendships, dating, and marriage. Matt introduces a panel of people from Fellowship Greenville who give insight on relationships, from friendships to dating to boundaries and toxic people. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, team. You guys can be seated. And I have the joy uh, to introduce a bunch of people tonight. So guys, come on up. Let's, let's fill up the stage. You guys, you guys know some of these. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Oh, what's up, dude? Mm, mm. Hey, Sarah. So you guys know a few of these faces, and maybe some of them you don't. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to just introduce a few. Dallas, you need some more room? We can all kind of shuffle down a little bit, bro. What do you, oh. you, you guys know Dallas Greenaway, the beloved. Hello, hello. Mayheed. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for those little Debbies, by the way. One of, one of Jesus' favorites. I mean, if we understand the I'm scriptures. I'm not Mike Hawkins. If we understand the scriptures correctly, you, the, are, you are the beloved. The littlest. And then these two girls here, maybe you know, maybe you don't. Some of you, yeah. some of you maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is Jess and Christina. They are both Greenville Natives Fellowship uh, beloveds. Jess actually used to work on staff in the student ministry, right? This Yee-hee. is, I mean, th- this is, we, we are operating on the foundation that she right. built, really. Yeah. Uh, but they have served overseas uh, for a number of years, and you guys will, can share that in a minute. They've served in the Dominican Republic. High schoolers, if you've ever been on an international trip with us, we have served with them, and so they are great. And they are stateside right now, and it was like, oh, what a great opportunity. We're doing this relationship panel. How about you join? And they were like, all right. So thank you guys for graciously being here. And then Jim and Sarah Thompson, the dynamic duo. So Jim, Jim is a pastor here on staff, and Sarah is this beautiful, beautiful bride rocking this dope sweater. Like I told her, I told her, I was like, I love this thing. It is so cool. Nothing to say, huh? No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I like it, man. And I just told them and uh, their sweet girl in a Jubilee, I was like, I just ordered a sweater made from alpaca. And none of them were impressed. Kind of like everyone in the room is like, okay, cool. Alpaca. All right, well, it's cool to me, man. So anyway, I'm a fan of knit sweaters. I like them a lot. So for those of you who are here for the first time tonight, uh, who haven't been a part of our series, maybe middle school or high school, you just haven't been around, we have been in the midst of doing a relationship series called Relationship Goals. Middle school, you guys just started this two weeks ago, right? Yes, my yes. middle schoolers. Yes. One of you did, for They've sure. reached their goals. Yes. Yes, thank you, Leonard. Lee Mack, it's so good to see you, man. I've missed you, brother. Namaste. So we've, we've, been in this, we've been in this Relationship Goal series. We've been talking about everything from foundational things, our relationship with God. We've been talking about friendships and, and the building blocks of healthy friendships. And yes, we have been talking about dating. We've spent the past two weeks on dating, and it, it's been spicy. It's been good. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, it's been saucy. It's been spicy. Spicy. You know? It's been good. And we've, we've touched a little bit on some principles leading towards marriage. I know a lot of you in the room are like, ugh, marriage, but you, maybe one day you, you might consider it for a while. Uh, and then next week, I just want to keep promoting this, high school, high school, high school. Next week, we are wrapping up the series with my wife. She will be here. We are going to... She exists. I love you, boo. She will be here. We are going to uh, tag team next week with a Q&A, kind of ask us anything which could get dangerous, and it will be all sorts of spicy, I can assure you, but it will be good. So make sure you're here next week. But tonight, we are doing our panel discussion 
based off of a lot of the questions that have come our way during this series and based off of a lot of things I think would be healthy and good to talk about in doing a relationship goals series. And so the spectrum of um, kind of viewpoints and perspectives here on stage is really, really dynamic and unique, and they'll tell you who they are. But I think tonight could lend itself to one of the most fruitful discussions maybe uh, to be had for you guys to learn as we talk about relationships. And just a disclaimer, uh, the goal tonight is to not answer every single question. The goal tonight is really not even to agree on every single thing. We might have differing perspectives. The goal really is to talk about these concepts from um, our faith perspective, which is in Jesus, and we view his word as authority. And so there are some things in the scriptures that are black and white that are very crystal clear, and hopefully we can all agree on those. And then there are other things that are kind of like in this gray area of like, ah, well, maybe this, maybe that. Wisdom might say this, but I could see how you might have that perspective there. And so there's this whole area where we're going to lean into wisdom given to us through the Holy Spirit. But it may not be the same conclusion, but I think we'll all have fun and be gracious with one another. So Dallas, let's start with you, man. 60 seconds or less. Tell us everything we need to know about you, who you are, so that we can kind of, you know, build a bridge. We're going to go yeah. down the line, so everyone's going to have a chance here. Uh, I'm Dallas. I'm the middle school pastor here. I love Reese's heart-shaped candies. Yes, you do. Uh, I have a wife and two kids. Samuel is one and Owen is three. They're the cutest, most fun children that I have and, uh, that, and that I've ever had, by wow. the way. Wow. And Brittany's the greatest wife that, that I've ever had. That was an interesting slip so. there, bro. Yeah. Um, I enjoy <laughs> playing video games in my, my free time. And uh, I did ask a girl to prom using. I went to Chewy's today and I had some uh, creamy jalapeno ranch dressing sauce. And uh, I was craving it all week, so I got it. That's it. Thank you, Dallas. Nice. Jess. I'm Jess Ariano, or Jessica. I, I know a couple of them. Um, 60 seconds. I love hot days and cold pools to swim laps. I love an ice cold Coke Zero. I rescued five dogs from the Dominican Republic. I am crazy, because I did do that. Um, I actually did work on staff, and Dallas was an intern, and then he moved his way up, and it's actually really awesome to be here with him. <laughs> Climbed He's the He's like ladder. your middle school pastor. Yes. Uh, and I love people. Uh, I love unborn babies. I love all types of dogs, especially the ones that are aggressive. You gotta help those dogs. Um, and I love mentoring and discipling students, so thanks yeah. for having me, Matt. This is really awesome. Yeah. I've dated on three, in three countries, so. There you go. I, Credentials, qualified. Yeah. Qualifier. Can anyone else make that claim? I don't think so. Hey, Jess, I, I got to confess, when you started out, you were like, I love hot days in cold pools. I thought you said, I love hot dates. I was like, ooh, we getting into it. <laughs> hey, I'm Spicy. Jess. I love hot dates, just so you know. I was like, wow. Okay, but then I, I heard it. I got it. All right. I am Christina Wells. Um, I grew up at Fellowship Greenville. Once was Southside Fellowship. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, go Sabres. Yeah, go Sabres. I went to Southside Christian my whole life. Go Sabres. Um, I, I am 26. I went to Clemson. I also rescued five dogs from the Dominican Republic. The same five dogs. Um, I love when it's warm outside, so I'm not super happy right now. Um, and... I love students, and I'm excited to start serving with yeah. high yes. school again. Yes. Um, yeah, I love Taylor Swift, so thanks for yeah. bringing Love Story back. Mm -hmm. 
Um, even the new one? All of it. Um, since all 2006. Um, yeah. Glad to be here. Great. I, it, what's your favorite T-Swift record? That's a hard question, but I would go with Folklore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was Speak Now, but now it's Folklore. 1989 is the perfect pop record. It is I don't start disagree. Yeah. All right, Jim, I'm, who I'm are Jim, you, man? I'm who Jim, and I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, I'm sorry if you guys come to church on Sunday morning here. Hey, guys. You have to see my big dumb face, uh, and you have to see me wear a collar shirt. It pains me, but I have to do it. Um, I used to be, speaking of used to be on youth ministry staff, I used to be Dallas and Christina's youth pastor here at this church. That's oh, how wow. old I am, guys. Wow. Hey, guys, clap it up for old. Woohoo! Yeah. Yes. Old. <laughs> uh, clap it up for old. I have rescued zero dogs. Uh, I have... Two awesome children, James Walker Thompson V and Anna Jubilee, and, and one beautiful wife. And I'll, you can say your name. Hi. This is on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Sarah. Um, I uh, am a homeschool mom. Yes. <laughs> and before, before that, uh, I was a teacher, so I've, I've taught in, a, in an actual school, too, and now I teach in a school with two students. Yes. Um, and we have actually rescued one dog. We rescued one you dog. Did. I wasn't there. And it was a precious little beagle that we found on the side of the road, and he was literally dazed. He the vet so said he was dazed from dying. You could see his bones. And we hmm. called him Bony Tony. Bony Tony. And we were able to, we couldn't, I know, we can keep him. Bony but Tony. the couple that could keep him fattened him right up, so now he's just Tony. But he's we, huge, Tony. He's huge, Tony. Now, Tony, you need to cut back, please, Tony. So wow. And uh, I have to say, this is just a fun tidbit. When Jim asked for my parents' blessing, Ooh. my dad said no. Yes. <laughs> Look at me. Yes. Yes. At first he said no, and then. I Here we that. are. <laughs> and then you guys... We worked through you it. You got it. Yeah. You got it. All right. Uh, yeah, my name is Matt. I'm a student ministry pastor here at Fellowship. I think most of you have seen my face before, and so I'm going to save some time here and zoom, zoom, get to the questions. I, I, I have rescued one dog and one cat. In college, I will say this, in college, speaking of animal, I don't know if it's a rescue, but in college, uh, a bunch of the guys and I decided we want to have a big event at the end of the year, we wanted to have a, a big cookout, like manly. Blah. And so we, we bought a, a calf, a baby cow. And we, we, with the intention of fattening him up throughout the whole year, and we did, uh, so that we could kill him and cook him for the end of the year barbecue. That was our... Are you, are you a fan of that? So. <laughs> Uh, we, became, we became very attached to this cow. <laughs> we named him Justice. Yeah. Uh, we would go out to feed him. You know, we had a feeding routine. We named him Justice, and we became attached, and we, we couldn't kill him in the end. And, <laughs> and, uh, and we, donated him, we donated him to a dairy farm, even though he is not a dairy cow. We were like, well, you have cows. He is a cow. Please take him. So he was neither a breeding cow or a dairy cow, but they have justice now. So he's, he's doing well. All right. So let's jump right in. I've got some, I've got some questions, all right? This is going to be, and guys, I'll, I'll move us along if it takes too long. But here's what I want to know. 
week one in this series, we, we kind of began with this idea that before there's ever a you and them, even if that's friendship, before there's ever a you and them, even friendship or dating or married or whatever, before there's ever you and them, there's you and God. And so we talked about this idea of foundational things, things that need to take place before we, we start getting into relationships or friendships or whatever, these things that need to take place in our lives and our relationship with God. So the question is, what are foundational principles or some foundational principles that need to pl- take place between you and God before there's you and someone else? It's open floor. Anyone may answer, but I'll move us along. So jump I'll, in. I'll, I'll do it. I just think understanding what the Bible means when it talks about love. Like I think when you guys in your teens usually you think about love, you're like, oh, that means when I feel nice, when somebody says nice stuff to me or gives me a heart-shaped Reese's or whatever, they, they do something for me that makes me feel nice. That is love. And that is not the Bible's Reese's. love. Reese's is love. <laughs> Reese's is love for Dallas and me too. I'm Reese's. Yes. But in the Thank Bible, love is about commitment and sacrifice. And so I think if you learn to define it like that now, that love is about I, I'm, in a commi- I'm committed to God and God is committed to me because of Jesus. If you think about that, God can't love you any more than Jesus dying on the cross for you. He can't love you any more than that. So if you go into a relationship going, hey, man, I'm going to have this person like be more for me or be something else for me, um, and then you go on and you marry that person, and then you're like, dang it, they weren't that thing for me. Then you're going to keep looking. And so if you, you need to decide now that love, according to the Bible, is about commitment and sacrifice. And the Bible word is like covenant. It means you're not going anywhere. And love isn't about like how you feel in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that would be a good take, just going, all right, I'm not going to define love like culture and movies and like uh, – janky pop music defines love. I'm going to define love like how the Bible defines love. And Jim, you didn't use this word, but if I'm hearing you right, I, there's, some, there's some echoing there. I think of satisfied. Like, am I, am I trying to look for satisfaction through yeah. this person or you can to fulfill me? The language of identity. Like, yeah. my identity is totally in Jesus because of what he did for me. Like, I belong to him. He belongs to me. And I'm not going to get a portion of my identity from, oh, this girl's really, really hot and she likes me. Or like, this guy's really strong and has lots of cash so good. like you have to go, <laughs> <That's I'm, laughs> that, hey, that is cash. a good take though but like just first and foremost love is about what jesus has done for me yeah yeah that's good cool others i was gonna hit on the identity piece do it what, what you guys were I saying you up. yeah set, you yeah. were setting me up it's so good um but just in friendship in relationship in either of them knowing that for me, affirmation's a big thing. So knowing that affirmation from my best friend or a friend or affirmation from some guy, it doesn't, it's not what's gonna make it or break it for me at the end of the day. And so if I already have that foundation of, well, this is what God thinks of me, then it doesn't matter if yeah. I'm affirmed by everyone else. Yeah. And so that. So yes, good. yes and amen. But okay, I'm gonna push back on, on behalf of my, my people here, okay? But it feels, it feels so good to be affirmed by someone right? And it's so, it's such an easy trap to fall into of like, yeah, my identity in Jesus, woohoo, like a foundational relationship, you know, Jesus, thank you so much for dying, uh, made in your image. Uh." And then all of a sudden, like, Prince Charming comes along, I mean, dude's looking straight (laughs) GQ, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, or, or you've got this, this bae that comes along and is like, yo, there she is. I mean, and, and she starts to give you attention or he starts to give you attention. And all of a sudden, like, 
the, the theoretical idea of like my identity is in Jesus and how great that sounds in our Christian language, it, it, it's so hard to hold water in that because like how do we apply this when physically Jesus isn't here, physically they are, they're giving us attention, we crave that, we want that. Like, so how does it play out in real life to say my identity is not in this? What does that look like? Yeah. May I? Uh, give it time because even if that person, that, that best friend that you confide in or that boyfriend or girlfriend or even husband or wife that you think is incredible and fits, checks all your boxes, you know, has everything that you ever dreamed of, give it time. Everyone will disappoint you. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Thank you. That is. Thank you so much. And Jim is wonderful. Happy Valentine's Day. I tell, I promise you, I love this man more today than I ever did it years ago. Okay, it, it it has only gotten better, but I think in part because we've seen each other disappoint mm. each other and fail on a daily basis, and when you're that vulnerable and um, broken with somebody else then you both see how little the other person fits or fills up that, that satisfaction that we are yeah. looking for. And I think the reason we are longing for that affirmation and those clicks and shares and likes, you know, the reason that we want that affirmation in all of our relationships is because we're looking for that affirmation yeah. from God. Yeah. And he gives it so freely to us. So. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, sure. Wow, yes, yes. Yeah, Everyone yeah. in this world will disappoint you. Yes, yes. No, but I think that's, I mean, that's the role of grace, right? It's like grace has been given to me from God and my failures, um, which is really interesting because I, I never, like it's the only relationship where I don't ever have to give forgiveness. I never have to forgive God. Like he will never hurt me or betray me or, or break me or or lie or whatever. I, I, he, he will never have to say he's sorry. And so, but it is that role of grace. I've received forgiveness and grace and therefore with earthly relationships and broken people, I can freely give it as it has been given. And that's where you can have broken people right. and really discover love and something cool. So I love it. All right, let, let's, let's talk about friendships real quick. Building blocks of healthy friendships. Now this is like, oh, easy answer. But at the same time, I would say healthy friendships are kind of rare in our culture, like good. I'm not talking about like, oh, this is my BFF, you know, forever, blah, 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 like whatever, okay, yes. In high school, that, that's sometimes the reality. And then I, I shared with you guys a couple of weeks ago, I have one friend from high school that's still my friend. It, it's like people fade, they drift. And so to have lifelong friends, real good friends, foundational friends is hard. So what are the building blocks of those kind of friendships, healthy friendships? Jess? Yes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I have a problem with over-speaking, so I work on not speaking until yeah, yeah. asked to be spoken. So um, thank you, Matt. I got you. Um, it's funny because Christine and I were talking about this today as we thought about coming here. And then my, this weekend I saw my family past week and they referred to Christina as my best friend. And I was like, she's not my best friend. And 
ouch. I know. <laughs> they were, they were ah, also like... Wow, okay. Right. I'm like, she's not my best friend. This is a good panel right here. And then, but then my sisters were like, do you have best friends? Do you call anybody your best friends? And my personality, I, I don't know what happened to me, but I definitely believe people are always going to betray me. And then I find it hard for me to believe people as an adult. And so, it's, so then when they were calling me out on not calling her my best friend, I said, she is my greatest friend. One of my greatest friends, and she's more like a sister. I also tend to make family anywhere I go. I don't tend to just have friends, because to be honest, I've had a lot of friends in my whole life throughout the years, and, and Matt's kind of right. They, sometimes they're just gone, and you don't even know where they went or what happened, and there's not really an explanation, and it's kind of okay. And then sometimes you just grow out of friends, or you move places, you change jobs. One of the foundational things that mm -hmm. is super important in a healthy relationship, but is tough, is communication. When communicating like, mm -hmm. hey, I, because my personality also is super direct, and then I say things that could potentially hurt feelings. And you know what, I didn't mean to say it. I just asked, why are you wearing that hat with that shirt? It doesn't match. I didn't say that to her. I said it to another friend. This was in college. Man. And I didn't mean to say it, but the color palette was throwing me. Well, she got really hurt feelings. Yeah. And so, and I didn't understand her. Why do you have hurt feelings? I just asked you a question. I didn't even say it rude. I just said, are you, well, maybe it was, it probably, yeah. it was rude. Like, are you going to wear that hat with that shirt? Like it was navy blue and whatever. So, but at the end of the day, the communication piece, I can communicate then, so then I would take it to, well, it's not my fault if they can't communicate. But when you break it down, it actually, we can own ourselves and we can own who we are in the relationship. It can be friendship, it can be dating, but you also have to take a look at yourself. And so when somebody says to you, that really hurt my feelings, you then can listen to them and say, I'm so sorry, I did not mean to hurt your feelings. And genuinely mean it, because did you mean, to? or you can, Go to your friend and be like, she told me I hurt her feelings. Can you believe that? Like, we could go two different directions. And so then there's an aspect that's, for me, foundational is, like, honesty and loyalty. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, communication, honesty, loyalty. Those things go hand in hand. And then especially with how life is today where we can just, like, like something or not like something on Instagram. And then they're like, well, why didn't you like my post? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't see it or I put you on mute because I really have had it, you know? Yeah. I don't say those things, but I think those things a yeah, lot. Yeah. So for me, for friendships, communication yeah. is a building block, but it's also really hard because yeah. as I, direct as I am, I don't want to fight with somebody. So it's like, I don't want to say something, Yeah. right? So it's hard too. It is. I'd say communication for any relationship, and we talked about that in our series uh, about how crucial that is. So, so, okay, let's combine a few thoughts here. We're all broken and people will disappoint you sometimes. That's, that's reality and that's where grace comes in because we, we can have grace with each other. Stop expecting perfect and waiting for perfect. That will never come along and you'll only be more and more disappointed. So operate throughout grace. And one of Jess's points is like, man, relationships are hard, friendships are hard. Um, and so it's really easy, I think, in the Christian world to kind of get into this mode where it's like forgiveness. Like that word is so Christianese, right? Like, oh, just forgive people forgive them, like let it go, forgive and forget, and all this stuff, and some non-biblical concepts which have been woven in and credited as biblical and things like that. And, and, and so one of the things Christians have a really, really hard time doing is setting up boundaries, and I wanna talk about that for a second because we haven't really hit on that in this series at all, because there are people in this world that are toxic 
and that are damaging, that are hurtful, that are dangerous for you to be around, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. And Christians can sometimes put this holy veil on and just be like, oh, I'll forgive everything and just throw myself you know, into the fire and allow myself to be hurt continuously, 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 because that's the most loving thing uh, when that's not true. So my question is, what is the balance between forgiveness and having grace with someone And then what is uh, the balance between that and setting up boundaries with someone, people who are toxic and will hurt you? Like how do you communicate that to Jess's point? How do you actually set up boundaries? How do you phase people into different levels of relationships further away from you rather than just, oh, I'll forgive that, I'll forgive that, I'll overlook that, I'll make an excuse for that and continuously get hurt by them? May I? Yeah. Wow, that just is going to make my point. I um, This is not for everybody in the room. This is for people that have a more passive personality. I just asked, may I? Um, no. <laughs> so that's me. I am the opposite, Jess. I'm, I'm an extremely passive personality. I, I, I long for harmony and peace in all of my relationships. So drawing boundaries with people is extremely hard for me because I want everybody to be happy and if they're around me. And so that has been something that I have grown and learned a lot in. Um, and if you resonate with that, I want to just tell you right now, right here tonight, that it's okay <laughs> to say, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not gonna do that or that doesn't feel right, that doesn't feel good. Um, and you have to practice. And this sounds really silly, Sorry, this is kind of going a different direction, but practice by sending your food back at restaurants, even if like really and truly, because it, it's an exercise in drawing a boundary, saying, no, you know what? I didn't order this. This mm-hmm. is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it back. But it really <laughs> like, this, is, this has been huge because Jim, I mean, you guys know Jim, he has a, a big happy personality. And when we were, Early in our relationship, we had a fantastic premarital counselor that said, Jim, your uh, future wife is a, a more passive personality and you're not going to mean to, but you will bulldoze her and make all of the decisions. And so I, that was... And he told me, he goes, and you, you're going to think that you're doing her a favor. Right. And I will let it happen. So I think... Um, Look for opportunities. If this is a struggle for you, look for opportunities to draw boundaries. And it will get easier and easier the more you practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that's not for everybody, but uh, yeah, I, I wish somebody had said that to me a lot earlier. I, and I think you got to do both extremes. So if you're somebody who <clears throat> is scared because something happened to you when you were nine and then you just don't let anybody in and you say no all the time, part of you trusting God is going to be taking a step out and trusting other people. So your personalities are going to be all over the place. Some of you guys are just be like, yeah, to everything. And you're going to get hurt. And you, so you need to learn boundaries and say no. And some of you guys are just like, no, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't, no, no, don't look at me. I'm here because my mom wants mm-hmm. me to be here. And sometimes to engage in friendships with other people, you need to say yes, and that is part of trusting God. So you need to know kind of where you are and what you normally do, and maybe go, all right, Lord, when do you want me to do that other thing? So just to, mm-hmm. to do balance and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say, you know, there's two extremes here, and I see, I see people, uh, not just students, but primarily students, because that's who I work with. But the extremes are, I'll have no boundaries and just trust everyone blindly, which is, Jim, you're saying, dude, that will kill you. And it will. You will, that people are broken. They will hurt you and you will 
emotionally die that way. The other extreme is, I know people will hurt me, therefore I'll let no one in. And it's like, well, then you'll never experience love because you have to risk being hurt in order to actually find love. Um, because again, no one is perfect. If you're waiting on that, it will never come. And so you, there's this balance of like, oh man, they hurt me, but I can have grace. But there are people who just abuse that and, and will take advantage of that. And, and I, I, I would just offer to everyone in the room the idea that forgiveness does not necessarily equate reconciliation. In other words, I can forgive someone for hurting me, but we don't have to stay best friends. I can shift the relationship uh, and start to put boundaries up around them. And in the Christian world, that seems wrong because you always hear like, no, forgive and forget. And for, forgive and forget is, is it, it's a dangerous idealism um, because basically what it means is never learn the lesson when someone hurts you. And that's, that's foolish. Like, no, you, you can forgive, but also start to guard yourself from that. And so, um, yeah, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean reconciliation. We can have boundaries around toxic people, and that, but that's hard to do because it just feels like, oh, I gotta love them, I gotta constantly forgive. And you can forgive, but you don't have to be their best friend. So, right. oh, go I, ahead, Dallas. Yeah, can I, I asked, so is there a time where you actually have to cut toxic people out? Like, you have to make a conscious decision, hey, this person is just sucking the life out of me or whatever, and, yeah. and you have to decide, hey, I, I can't do this anymore. And you probably approach them and say, hey, here's, here's why I'm gonna block you on this social media, <laughs> yeah. and block your phone, and does there come a point where you and, can do that? That's a really good point, because ghosting does not just apply to dating. Right, right. Like, people ghost each other, because it's like, oh, I need to cut you out of my life, but I'm too much of a coward to actually have the hard conversation with yeah. you, so I'm just gonna do it and not tell you, and that's not cool. No. That's, that's equally as damaging. Don't, don't do that, please. Embrace, this is ghosting with an explanation too, so yeah. I don't think that Embrace the confrontation, step into it, yeah. have courage. It's gonna be a hard one, but it needs to be done. Um, I, I would say, yeah, there are appropriate times to cut people out of your, of your life. That sounds harsh, like, cut it out. What I would say is like, um, sometimes I use a paradigm within relationships. I've, I've talked to a few of you guys before about kind of a farmhouse idea. <laughs> so, so like in the farmhouse, there's a pantry. The pantry's where all the spices are kept. It's very spicy in the pantry. Only one person should be in your pantry. Okay, catch the drift there. And then you have the then you have the kitchen. Farmhouse. Yes. <laughs> I think you've said spicy twenty-seven yes. times already. It's, it's uh, you can tally them. And then you have the kitchen. Kitchen is intimate. It's where the food's prepared. It's where you know it's heating up. Those are intimate relationships. And I have uh, a couple of guys in my kitchen, my dear dear friends in my life. Uh, and if a girl is for any reason in my kitchen, she also needs to be in Lauren's kitchen. Like I don't have girls in my kitchen that my wife is also not close to. And then you have the living room and that's a little more casual. People are hanging out, you know, they don't see all the mess going on in the kitchen. It, it's a little bit more casual. And then you have the front porch. We bring sweet tea out. We can serve you, but you ain't getting in. And then we have the lawn and that's like, go on, get. Like you're, you're like, you're like not even in the porch. And area. you got a hill at your house. So you're like pushing people down yeah, the yeah, hill. Yeah, I'm rolling them is down. Is that correct? But the, the idea <laughs> the is street? like there, there may be some people in your life that you've allowed to be in your living room or kitchen or whatever. And you did it foolishly. You, you didn't build trust. You, you just did it too quick only to discover they're actually really, really toxic. And now you're like, oh, what do I do? Shift the relationship. Don't, don't allow that level of intimacy and time and energy. Put them in the front porch. And that requires, you know, less time, less energy, less emotional investment. But you've got to communicate that. So I, I wouldn't say like, hey, just stop talking to them altogether and never explain why. I would say redefine what that relationship looks like and explain it. And they'll probably get upset. And that's okay. That's all right. It's a good question. 
Jess, were you about to say something to that? Yeah, because, I mean, we, we're saying this to you guys here, but then when this actually happens, like maybe not in high school, but anybody that's a rising senior or an 11th grader, when you go to college and you're paired in your dorm with somebody you don't know, this is for sure gonna happen. And it's for sure like either gonna end with you guys being the best roommates for the next four years, or you wanna get another room. Like you're like, I can't stay in this dorm room. But for right now, when you were speaking, what hit me was you're not in this alone. You have, you have Matt, you have Rachel, you have Dallas, uh, you have Brentley, you have Nathan, you, you have people here at FG, you have the leaders that want to walk through this with you, that want to help mediate a conversation. Um, like I said, if it, say, like for example, if it was me and Sarah, or me and Christina, because they're actually very similar, my personality needs somebody to help me see what I'm not seeing. So I would need a gym to come in and say, well, Jess, this is what I'm seeing. Or just to be there to listen, because mm -hmm. Jim and I will bulldoze. I, I think so, right? I think that's... So it's, it's wise to bring in one of yeah. your leaders or your, or your pastor to help talk through this, because ghosting and dating is one thing, ghosting in a relationship is one thing, but you could actually create a pattern of ghosting and you yeah. never form any good relationships, and you keep thinking, it's them, it's not me. That's but good. at the end of the day, it's actually you. That's really you. good, because temptation is, oh, they hurt me, they betrayed me, like, uh, I'm, I'm setting up boundaries, which you should, but again, people are broken, you will be hurt. So it's not like, oh, you offended me, you're on the front porch now. Like, no, 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 give them a chance. Like, this happens over time, but if they're abusing you, if it's toxic, if they're manipulating your trust and uh, emotionally leveraging you and... Yeah, that you need to have some boundaries there. All right, we're moving on. When should we start dating? Never. <laughs> Let me just take a sharp right turn here. When should we start dating? Never. Wow. <laughs> well, there you have it. Everyone will disappoint you. Never date. All right. Arranged marriages only. Arranged marriages only. Arra Ask your parents. Arranged homeschool marriages. Yeah. Arranged homeschool marriages. I, th I think some of it is going to depend on what you mean by dating. If you mean like a bunch of people I, hanging out. I'm talking in about the, the, the largely cultural idea of dating. Where one we, on one. We are one on one. We are in this uh, with some sense of formality to be together. Yes. I mean, the, the cop out answer is it's, it's different for everybody. Yes. I know 18 year olds who act like they're four, and then I know some 16 year olds who are sharp and on it. Um, and so I think you're going to have to prove yourself responsible before your parents, but I think, you know, you're going to be like, okay, I want to date this guy. I want to date this girl, whatever you need to be like, am I responsible? Am I mature? Am I trying to be faithful to Jesus? Am I who I am supposed to be? And then I can start mm -hmm. thinking and talking about that. And plus you can't go anywhere until you're after what, 16, I don't know when you can get a license. Yeah. So Dallas, 15. Dallas, should we date in middle school? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, please. No, I mean, and, and we, I kind of brought it up uh, last week in second service. So middle school is doing relationship goals as well, but I've made it clear this is not about dating. And in middle school, I know like some of you got, it, it, it is a cultural thing and it starts really early on. For some of you, you started dating somebody in elementary school and it literally was like, I saw them in class and elementary. I waved and now we're dating, right? Like it was, and you know, they gave you a Valentine's ring pop or something, but Yes. Guys, so much of what you guys are experiencing in middle and high school is discovering who you are, trying to figure yeah. out what is my identity, where's my identity found, um, 
and you, you don't know all the things that you like and dislike yet. You're trying to figure out what am I good at. Uh, you're trying to be, become self-aware enough to know like what, I mean, what do you want, period? And so, yeah, in middle school, mm-hmm. I, I just, I would say don't, don't date. Like it's gonna, in the end, it's gonna cause you a lot more heartache and trouble and drama. And I, I tell you guys in middle school this pretty regularly, but you, you can actually avoid some of those things. Like you, you can avoid some of that heartache yeah. and drama and, um, and stuff just because you wanted to date somebody early, but, but so, you didn't have so to. So it's a little bit of a trick question. When should yeah. we start dating? As Jim said, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's not the same answer for everyone. So when should we start dating? All right, here, here's the, the counter of that. Why should we even start thinking about dating? We don't really ask that question a lot. We love the win-win, like, oh yeah, give me the green light for what age can I start? But why, why, why should we even start thinking about dating? I, I think a, a good, to set up the why, since you, you know the why, uh, you might should do why not. You shouldn't think at 16 or 17, oh my gosh, he's such a good basketball player and I saw him with a shirt off one time and oh my word, I'm going to marry this boy. Stop yes. it. Just stop. Just stop. So the why not should set up the why. And the why not is the chances are you ain't going to marry the dude. Those are the high chances. So I, whatever the reason is to do it, it should be uh, a fragile and patient one and not a, a hasty and quick. Look what I'm going to do. I'm going to marry this guy or I'm going to marry this girl because it's what I feel in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think you should be thinking about mar- or. Um, dating in high school as, hey, this is the end-all, be-all. Like, he's going to have a ring popping and a knee down. Like, this is going to happen. Come on. Because I just think that's a little foolish. A ring popping and a knee down. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, girls, Sarah, Jess, Christina, I have a question for you specifically. Uh, is it wrong for a girl to... <laughs> is it wrong for a girl to... Uh, behave in a way or dress in a way that intentionally expresses beauty, attraction, allure. Can you repeat the question so the ones in the back can hear it yeah. too? So they can hear it on the mic. The mic speakers didn't reach the back. I'll say it. Is it wrong for a girl to, to intentionally uh, desire to be attractive, be sexy? I mean, we, we can kind of say it like that. Uh, I'm trying to watch my language with the youngins in the room here, but, but to be alluring, to be attractive, to be pretty. And the background of this question is, I think in Christian culture, there's been this long-standing language of like purity, 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 modest, modest, modest. And the idea has become this idea of like, girls, if you're not wearing turtlenecks up to your ears and skirts down to your toes, like you're not honoring God. And Amen. like, if you're going to do a TikTok dance with a with some kind of shorts showing your leg, like, like, okay. So the idea is like, can we, is it, is it okay for girls to desire to, to be pretty and how do they express that in God honoring ways? That's the question. Uh, this is really messy. Yes. Um, it is, it is a, messy. it is a complex and multifaceted yes. question. I'm not giving you any sense of time I, yeah, but that's to what, do it justice. I, I, I think, apologize. I think that it is, Again, this is not a cop-out answer. This is going to depend on the, the female. This is going to depend on uh, each individual woman. And I feel like I, I can only speak from personal experience, but I knew, I knew as a teenager what I was doing. And so I think we have to develop those questions for ourselves. We need to say, 
look in the mirror and go, okay, Sarah, why, why am I choosing this top? Why am I choosing these jeans? Yeah. Why am I choosing this? And uh, you, you can, you, I believe that there are um, girls there that, that have pure hearts that are just like, no, I just really feel comfortable in this. And I, and if, if that is the situation, then I would encourage you to um, ask someone that you really trust. And that can be what your best friend or your mom or whoever, and just say, is this too much? Like you can, I think that's a healthy thing to, to ask. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, somebody that you know that is, is seeking Jesus and that is really um, wants, yeah, because I can't, I can't see your heart in it, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think it does come down that's to good. motives. Yeah, so that's the word in my mind is motives. I, I think, you know, if, well, I'm, I'm not gonna speak on behalf of girls, but I think motives have a large, <laughs> I am married to one, and I birthed—I didn't birth her, but I have her. She she was birthed <laughs> this is from messy. my wife. <laughs> this is, this messy. is a messy question, Pastor. Spicy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Can so. I can I speak to the kind yeah. of opposite side? Yeah. So I was more on the side of like I didn't want attention, so I would dress a certain way so I wouldn't get any attention. But I didn't learn how to really dress well or like enjoy like enjoy clothes I guess which is kind of a lame statement but um, I, so I think on the opposite side of it you as a woman you can wear nice clothes that you like and you feel comfortable in and you enjoy and you don't have to necessarily always be worried about oh is this going to draw too much attention mm -hmm. to myself I think what Sarah said about asking someone is a huge like when to find someone you trust or just someone older to just be like, hey, what do you think of this outfit? Do you think it's okay? Rather than you don't, I guess don't get caught in, well, I can't wear anything but a sweatshirt because whatever, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important to, um, God made us beautiful and that is, that yes. is something that is really, really special and just like everything, we've, we've messed it up. So I think it's, it's good to try to find how we can um, be beautiful and not, there's, there's a line and we, yeah. we, have to, we have to pray that we can yeah. find the line for sure. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, amen. Echo. To both the, I was gonna say what Sarah said is, as us as women and, and females, we have a desire to be worshiped, which, which actually is God-given because he's inside of us. He lives in us and, he's, and God wants to be worshiped. So I have, but like Sarah said, we messed it up. We messed up a good thing. And I completely concur with Sarah. We, we're the only ones that can tell ourselves the motivations of our heart. And sometimes people will say, and honestly, if you can't take like a Matt or a Rachel or any female, leader coming and just asking a question or if you're supposed to follow a rule and you're like, I, I can't do I it. I got lumped into the female leaders there. If <laughs> you gave take birth. Matt or any other female leader telling well, you me know, this stuff. That whole birthing <laughs> thing kind of gets you wondering. If there's any yeah. female leader that says, hey, maybe you should consider and they're speaking, because actually the country Christina and I just left, would, they would call it a hot country. And the country was hot because number one, it was temper, um, temperature wise hot, but number two, for what's happening on the island, uh, there's a lot of hotness going on. I, I mean, Spicy. I don't know how to say it. Spiciness. Spiciness, yes, <laughs> yes. okay. And so there's, there's this struggle and there's a desire as women, like 
It's, everything's just out there. And so actually when you guys would come down, we would have to have conversations because we would hear people say like, but I'm just hot, I just wanna wear this. Um, and so I get it, because we're hot too, and you know, we're wearing like denim up like all the way, but we did it for mosquito bites and we did it for other reasons. But at the same time, we know the motivations of our heart. The people we're going to serve, we don't want them to, we don't want to be a stumbling block. So if we don't want to be a stumbling block, let's, let's get ourselves out of the way. And that, that part is hard because usually in our brokenness, we, we want somebody to desire us. We want somebody to look at us and be like, wow, you know, you want to have those likes or you want to have those views. And it, it yeah. stinks that we're using something that God gave us that's beautiful, that which is ourselves, and we've yeah. kind of twisted it sometimes. Yeah. But if you do have an older female in your life, or your mom, I mean, your older sister, not somebody that's going to hate on you, but really listen to you. And if you have a question that you can, even just about what you're wearing, um, mm. that, that's really helpful. Yeah. All right, last question. Maybe one or two of you speak into this. What advice would you give your middle school self or high school self if you could go back and... <laughs> If you could sit down across from a table with your middle school or high school self, what advice would you give them about relationships? Uh, I, would, I would just say to my little self, you're going to make it, buddy. Wow. No, well, I probably, I probably would tell him that. Uh, no, I, I, would tell, I would tell my high school and middle school self to listen to wise counsel. And I feel like it's come up a few times here. Um, the, the first girl that I ever dated, so just talking about that kind of relationship side, was in high school. It was the girl that I asked to prom. It was senior year. I had like had an on and off crush with this girl since third grade. And I was like, she accepted the gum wrapper. The stars aligned. Oh, this is clearly a sign. <laughs> and if wrapper. you ever say this next thing, you better seek wise counsel. Yes. This is clearly a sign from God, right? I literally thought, like, oh, every, everything's finally coming together since third grader. You can Lord, what? Well, you are here. You are with me. <laughs> you, and, you are in but this in the end, this girl, she was not a Christian. Isn't this interesting, right? She wasn't a Christian, but I was like, but I have to. The stars are aligning. And mm. when we date, I'm going to make That's her a right, Christian. God's going to use me. Flirt to convert. And everybody That's around the strategy. me. <laughs> Flirt to convert. It's the strategy. Gum wrapper. Don't do that. Don't do that. To don't do that. Gum wrapper to prevent the rapture. I don't oh, know what oh. I'm saying. All right. Uh, to save her from. Okay. Uh, so, but in the end, I, I started dating this girl because I wanted to. That's what it came down to. Yeah. And when I asked people around me and they were checking in on my heart and they were saying no, I was like, yeah, but your no is not God's no. And I, I was just so convinced. And I was neglecting what, what older, wiser people around me were saying. And so that goes for any of the questions really that good. you have in relationships is don't just seek the wise counsel, but then actually listen to yeah. the wise counsel. And especially if multiple people are saying the same thing, please tune, like, tune your ear and, uh, and ask like, okay, so is my next move lining up what, with what some of these folks are, are saying? That's really good. I think our tendency is I'm going to seek enough advice from so many different people that eventually I'll come across what I'm wanting to hear and then it'll affirm what I'm waiting or what I'm desiring. And that's, that's the opposite of wisdom. That's foolishness. So Yeah, just, I mean, Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 24 that there is victory in an abundance of counselors. So that means you get the win, you get the good thing, the thing that God wants for you when you talk to a lot of godly people. Mm -hmm. um, and not just what Matt said. Okay, oh, yeah, oh, maybe. 
Okay, sure. Ah, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. So I'm going to run with that. And you guys are idiots. So I'm going to run with this thing. But I think the Bible teaches that if you're faced with a hard decision about, especially about dating, and you're a teenager, you you talk to seven, eight, or ten godly people that you trust that you know, and you know they love Jesus, and you just say, "Hey, what do you think I should do about this? What do you think?" Um, and you you listen to what they say, and not just the one that you want to hear. I think that's yeah. a good take for sure. Yeah. All right, guys, I wish we could keep going because this has been awesome, but um, we're, we're short on time. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. Guys, give a hand for our panel here. They gave up, they gave up um, their Valentine's Day to be here, and they all had, they all had as Jess said, hot, hot country, hot country, hot people, hot dates. Give it up one more time for our panel. We're going we're gonna to walk off the stage. <laughs>